Down and down again. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Monday Show. I see things a little differently. I am the slow chemical. Please give a like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. I appreciate it as we have had a busy, busy September and it's going to continue to be a packed September as we are going to, for the rest of this month. I promise you guys we're going to do three shows a week. That's going to be a daunting task, but every Monday We'll have the Monday show. We have two shows on Wednesday. As our Wednesdays are already packed up, I see that we have gotten to next Thursday will be the mid-season premiere of uh, She-Hulk. I've seen no, nothing of it. I've only seen, like, a, apparently there's, like, a, a still of her, of She-Hulk twerking with Megan Thee Stallion, which everyone got so angry about. And so I, all I've seen is, actually, to be honest with you, I've only seen hate for this show. It's been very interesting to see. Like, I, I still know nothing about it. I don't know, like... I think it's like nine episodes or something. I don't know what's going on. I've legitimately heard no storylines, plots to this. The only thing I can tell you about it is that people hate it. And then the people that love it, love it. It feels like it's an AEW versus WWE thing. It's fucking hilarious. So that's been the big... That's why I actually haven't watched it. Because I was actually going to watch it when it got to episode four. Which was just this past week. As I'm recording it this Friday. So it was yesterday. And like I legit, when I legitimately heard nothing, I was like, "Hmm, this is different." Like when, I, when with Moon Knight, with fucking Falcon and Soldier, I get everyone thinks all these shows are now the MCU is falling apart. It's all bad, but I think it's funny how like at least with those shows up until this one, every show I've tried to like block out and just like watch and binge, dude, like it's so you're dodging the fucking spoilers. And I don't usually have that much at Harvard time because I'm maybe on Instagram maybe 15 minutes a day. F that. And it's hard to do with them. With this show, excuse me, boy, oh boy, you guys hate it. So um, essentially all, almost all of October will be to that. So essentially how I'm going to break it down since it's nine episodes. Uh, we do have Black Adam, which we're going to review for September on Wednesday show. So I, I believe it comes out October 21st. I'm actually going to do it in three show in- intervals. So October, the first one's in October, the first three episodes. Second week, boom. The third week would be, matter of fact, let's look at the calendar while we're together. So that way we can get an accurate description. I'm, I'm going to repeat all this anyway when it comes down to it. So yeah. Well, actually, no. That, that, it'll be, because... Black Adam comes out the the final, well, second to last final weekend of October. So that, actually, the first three weekends of October, for weekends, Wednesdays of October will be dedicated to She-Hulk, and then the twenty sixth, another packed fucking Wednesday. How about that? And then we go into a dry spell until Black Panther comes out. Um, that's that's pretty cool. Anyways, so just for you guys who don't know, and just to repeat this, for you guys looking for all the AEW stuff, you really need to go into archives. Like I said. I legit did a show. There's two shows going to be on Wednesdays for the rest of this month. One is dedicated to the pop culture comic book stuff, as, we all, as, we, as we've as we been doing. 
The second one will be the AEW. That we only talk about AEW shows the rest of this month because um, it's newsworthy. And, and to be honest with you, um, I think it just deserves the time and effort to be put into it. Even though we've gotten to a really good view here and a vibe here, I, I just want to separate it from, from anything else. And you, I have been getting good feedback last week. You guys loved it. So look for that as well as this because we still have some AEW notes in here as well. I'll give my thoughts on them. But if you want all of my thoughts, like check out the archives. So let's get to this 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 this, uh, this week's show. Uh, Triple H has been elevated to chief content officer. They are loving what this man is doing. I'm happy for him. Um, honestly, that's a lot of roles. I'm assuming when they find someone they trust to take over, uh, uh, what was the name of the job that Johnny Ace was doing before, I mean, while he was abusing it, um, essentially it's the human resources, so I'm sure they got to put someone else in that place, um, as of right now, it's, this man is just, he's, he's had resurgence in life and his career, so congratulations to him. He's not the only promotion. HBK has also been promoted to SVP of Talent Development, which I think was kind of already his role. I think there's a new title because, dude, if anyone who listens to this show, you work for a corporation, you know, like, they just get title and title and title, and it kind of has to fit the money you're making. So good for them. Kijimota will have his retirement match in February 2023 at the Tokyo Dome. Pat McAfee will take a break from the WWE as he is officially hired on College Game Day, which honestly, I've never been a consistent, I've actually never watched College Day, Game Day before, but if you watch any of the NBA stuff, I know that there's a ton of NBA fans that listen to this podcast. So you guys, essentially, they say that the TNT uh, broadcast for uh, NBA is the best show of all uh, of all time. It's... Even other announcers have acknowledged it's the best show. You have Shaq, you have Kenny Smith, you have Charles Barkley, you have Ernie Johnson. Uh, they've been they've been together for a number of years, and, it, and their chemistry is amazing. Um, but it's been lauded as the greatest pregame show or uh, post show of all time. Um, essentially, that's what Game Day College is to you for ESPN. Like they have fun, they go to different schools. Like Pat McAfee will fit in just perfectly in that environment. So congratulations to him, and uh, I believe Corey Graves took over for uh, for him for um, which means he'll be doing double duty again. Um, don't know how he feels about that, but congratulations to Pat McAfee. He he will be back. We know this. Wow, Women of Wrestling will air in New York, L.A., Chicago, Philly, Dallas, San Francisco, Atlanta, Houston, Washington D.C., Boston. Richmond, Virginia, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Cincinnati, Minnesota. Just so you guys know, that's what they'll be playing in, uh, playing in, in, in syndication. So if you are in any of those markets, you should get wow. And I would have to assume, I mean, for those of you who care about wow, I would have to assume that if it's even a tiny successful, tiny bit successful, I would have to assume it will be like on Hulu or something like that eventually, you know. And honestly, because this is a recorded show, I am very interested to see if they actually show any of Tessa Blanchard. Because she was supposed to be the star that they built around. She's no longer with the company. And I would love to see if that's, if they would show like the first few episodes and kind of fit the drama into it. Uh, I'm curious about that. 
anyways, Raw's numbers were slightly down. Number two behind college football as this was this week, this past weekend was the debut of college football for the, for the year. This upcoming weekend is the NFL. So the competition has begun. But the fact that they're number two is not bad at all, dude. Let's talk about Raw. Bobby Lashley retains against Miz. Uh, he defended his U.S. championship in a steel cage match. Dexter Loomis was the cause of Miz not winning. Ends up kidnapping Miz in the end. I, I'm assuming this leads to a match at um, fucking Extreme Rules that Dexter Loomis is going to win. Just assuming that. Braun Strowman, the rumors were true. He returned and laid out the entire tag team division, which didn't have a lot of people happy about that. Dominic officially joins Judgment Day as they laid out Edge, and this was just announced at All Raw that this upcoming week we have a tag team championship match, women's tag team championship match, Raquel and Aaliyah defending against Damage Control, EO Sky and Dakota Kai. We have Edge versus Dominic, and we have a women's championship match, Bianca Belair versus a mystery opponent as of right now. I would have to think they did this beatdown. To give Dominic the win. I would think that Edge going in injured. This protects him. But gives Dominic the win. Now, that's just my thinking. Since he's. has it, Have the Judgment Day ever beaten Edge? Or, or, or have they beaten Mysterio? So I guess they got an, a win I guess. Anyways, Owens. Kevin Owens defeated Austin Theory. Gargano will make his return to the ring next week. As this has to be leading up to Gargano versus Austin Theory at Extreme Rules. Now it's pretty much all that was worthy, noteworthy from Raw. Let's just get back into AEW real quick. AEW, I had a lot of people ask me why wasn't Hangman Adam Page in it? Because as we know now, like MJF was a witness. Like MJF, like they, they're really doing an investigation. This got obviously we know this got out of hand, but they're really doing an investigation. Like MJF's a part of it. Apparently MJF was a witness to it. One of the heads of legal was a witness to it. But apparently the reason why Hangman Adam Page was not suspended is because he left the building early. Apparently he wanted to go home to his family a little bit early. He told everyone, hey, I'm gone. But there's no doubt in my mind he would have been part of that scrum. So it's, it's amazing how it is. And actually you've kind of seen some remnants of like no one looks good in the situation. Hangman was being booed last week on on Dynamite. He was he was it wasn't no it was like noticeable but it wasn't like bad but he was pretty he was getting pretty heavily booed. And I was like, damn, this whole thing has turned the crowd against everybody. Like I think we're at the point now when we've been at this point, but I think we're at the point now where like I think people just want AEW to be competition, give good entertainment, and I don't think people thought that was good entertainment. I think there's a lot of disappointed people here, and this might be me pointing out the obvious, so call me Captain Obvious, but I didn't realize that until Heyman was getting booed against Brian Danielson. And also, a quick side question. Why the fuck is Brian Danielson still coming out of the, the bad guy tunnel? Like, he, why are we doing this? Stop it. Um, but no, I, I guess it just hit me differently. And I didn't say this on the podcast the other day when, when I dropped it. I think it was, I think it was 256. Um, because I... <laughs> And that's the problem with doing these podcasts right after you watch the show. Like with Raw, as you guys heard, my enthusiasm is low. But it's only because it's three hours. It wasn't a bad show. It's just so fucking long. And I yearn for the days of two hours. I remember vividly, three hours used to be special for me. And I know it, we've been t- it's, this is ten years now of three hours. But it's why I don't watch Raw constantly. 
like I, I watch the clips and then I will watch the match. I'm like, oh, this, this looks like dope. Okay, this looks pretty dope. Let's let's watch the full match now. You know, or watch, watch, let's watch the full segment now. But I don't. I, I I like to take time to digest everything. That's why a lot of times when I used to go live, not live. I used to like record the show after SmackDown. I was like, oh, let me wait. And that's why a lot of times the show. I'll delay the show. It's not it needs to be out till Monday anyway. But for me, I need to know how I feel about it. Like WWE is usually easy to digest for me, much easier than AEW, because AEW I feel is, for, is is still evolving in their in their youth, and I feel like it's just like all right, how do I take this? How do I feel about this? What I think about this? Oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, that's kind of wackamundo. So I feel like for me personally, I, that's why I don't necessarily like doing it. But I feel like this is the time. To have the reaction, the, the knee, I'm going to call it a knee-jerk reaction, just to say what my thoughts are in the moment. But, like, I'm turning out, hearing Hangman get booed. I'm like, what did Hangman actually do? Because if you think about it, and Brian Alvarez brought up a good point. 99% of people during that promo four months ago now, five months ago, had no clue what the fuck Hangman was talking about. No one knew he was talking about Cabana. Like, if you think about it, unless you're someone like myself or whoever... Even then, I thought it was part of the story. Because I'm like, well, technically, they are friends. Hangman and Colt. Why wouldn't he bring that up? You know? And so it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, wow. It's just, But I think they were booing Hangman because it's like, this all started from this. And there's a lot of disappointed people, even though CM Punk went off. and Dude, CM Punk has a loyal fan base. And also, I use personal situations of my own recently. To say, look here, you think it's unprofessional? I get it. It is unprofessional. And sometimes you just get pushed to that point and you have to learn how to handle things a different way. And I'm telling you right now, he handled it that way because that's what he wants. I guarantee you Punk handled it that way. This is not an excuse. Just my perspective. Obviously, I see things a little differently. My podcast. I feel like Punk, that's how he wanted to leave things in WWE. He wanted to go up and just explode on everybody and get into a huge fight with everybody. I think... That, that was him in his mind, like, no one's going to play me again, right? But um, that for those of you who are asking, that's my long-winded way of saying that's why he wasn't in it, because he left early. Rampage. Sammy Guevara defeats Darby Allen, which means Sammy Guevara will face John Moxley, which means I, I, can, I can't imagine they're going to do a Jericho versus fucking Moxley uh, main event at Grand Slam. It's going to have to be... Blackpool Combat Club versus Blackpool Combat Club. Brian Danielson versus Moxley. And honestly, it looks like they set up the main event already for Revolution with Moxley defending his MGF because that's who approached him. To be perfectly honest with you, I think Brian Danielson needs to be, be the one to win that championship. I think he needs to be the one to win it, lose it. Now, honestly, MGF can still fuck over the entire Blackpool Combat Club, but I think... It's a better call that Brian win, but I have a feeling Moxley's going to be a three-time champion. Claudio defeated Dax Harwood to retain his ROH World Heavyweight Championship. Tony Schiavone was reported that he's been essentially Tony Khan's right-hand man during this, all this situation, and he's been, like, just invaluable to Tony Khan, so um, I'm sure he's needed. I'm sure he's needed a strong freaking team. Uh, after the last couple weeks, well, a month, let's get out of AEW for a second. Willie Mack is officially going to MLW. 
Dalton Castle, even though he and the boys are the trio's champions of ROH, it was it was reported months ago that they signed a new deal, but apparently that's not true. Apparently Dalton Castle and the, the boys are complete free agents, which is very interesting. I would have to assume they have a, a working deal. And Dalton Castle's never been known to go into business for himself, so I have to imagine he has a working deal with um, Tony Khan until they get television. I know, I know a television deal is supposedly in the works, but until he gets television, like I'm pretty sure Tony Khan's like, hey, let's... Go make some money until you, you know you're you can come back. You're still a champion. You know, just you know, just be open. You know. Speaking of deals, Jake Hager, according to Chris Jericho, signed a new deal with AEW. Danny Limelight, look at that. I told you I get you guys is a free agent. Malachi Black cancels an upcoming indie event, which means he probably is taking uh, hopefully a temporary break. But what's more important is this. This is hell. So, Christian Cage and CM Punk both will have surgery. Apparently, they both already had surgery. Uh, Cage on his tricep, Punk on his um, wasn't his tri- is it, wasn't it his tricep too? Either way, they're both out for six to nine months. So, uh, and Punk is currently suspended pending the investigation. But a lot of people think CM Punk is officially gone from AEW. No matter what, they think Punk is gone from AEW. Even if and for first of all, I've read both sides of these of this. Uh, Nile, we have every story from fucking Kenny Omega being in the middle of it to Kenny Omega protecting CM Punk's dogs while CM Punk is beating up the Bucks to now a still protecting his wife while the dog was next to his wife. I this whole thing's a shit show, and I'm assuming that, and I assume it too that Punk's gone. Like if you look at CM Punk's. Title reigns. He's had two AEW World Championship reigns, five days, no defenses, and he's just been hurt. So either way, he was going to be stripped of the title anyway. Because they weren't going to do interim shit again. Not for nine months. So that's unfortunate. This is That's unfortunate. Um, I've had time to think about this. And to be honest with you, I think it's for best. And I, and I, I didn't feel that way earlier today. I, as I... I I felt like, damn, you need to keep Punk around, right? But I don't know how you do that unless they... And here's my thing. If they can... And this, is, this, this all comes down to CM Punk. Because in my opinion, I think Kenny Omega and the Bucks can bury their egos. Because I call the Bucks the 50 cents of pro, pro wrestling. Because they're the ultimate trolls. And honestly, I said this on the podcast two weeks ago, whenever it was. I said, dude, they're so used to... This is why I I know some people don't believe it, but this is why I personally believed that they were the ones that were putting shit out there. Because everyone's have rumors out there about themselves except for the fucking Bucks, and I feel like they do feed the dirt sheets. My opinion only, and I'm like, dude, like my thing. Here's my thing. So I want to word this right, not be reckless. I feel like they, I feel like, like, example, when Cody Rhodes tweeted out, the wrestling's a love story, right? Cool. And then they tweeted out, wrestling's a love story, but you didn't think it was sexy enough. Essentially, you didn't think our story was sexy enough. They're the ultimate trolls of wrestling. I, I call them, the, I call I just call them 50 Cent. And it's like, I don't think people realize once someone's made their mind up, they're going to do what they want to do, Right. And so let's say hypothetically, CM Punk's rant, as reported, was pre-planned. 
do you think it was pre-planned? Do you think he actually manipulated? Do you think he was like, I'm going to manipulate these guys to come in my locker room and I'm going to beat the fuck out of them? Do you think that? I mean, like to me, this whole thing had to be pre-planned then. Because even the people who tell the Bucks side of the story say that the Bucks did open his door. So now you come in there and I guess they were supposedly, what were you guys going to talk about? Were you guys not? I don't know, dude. Like, that's why I'm just like done talking about it after this week, after this show, because I'm kind of just like, man, there's, everyone's is just stupid, period, bottom line. But I'm telling you right now, and I still maintain this, the biggest house they will draw in AEW history is if somehow they can move past this and you have a CM Punk with two partners main event next year's All Out against the Bucks and Kenny Omega for the trios titles. If they can make money, but I just don't think Punk will bury his ego. Punk has a very, and this is, I'm not trying to be rude, but Punk does have a fragile ego. So, I don't know, but either way, he's up for nine months. So, but I do I do agree with the the rumors. I, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's done. I think with the last, his legacy, and I, and I said this the other day, I hope it's not his legacy. I hope it's not, I, th- I hope it's just a blip on the radar. And we can see, like, right? like, you know how, like, when Booker T, when he shows Hall of Fame stuff, he says, I'm coming for you, right? I hope this will be a blip. And you can see him eating a fucking pastry going off in his Hall of Fame speech in AEW. But I hope he continues. I hope he can bury his pride in his ego and say, you know what? I was wrong there. I hope it. I just don't have faith in it. Triple H now will allow talent to talk about other companies and wrestlers in other companies. We saw a big piece of this because Seth Rollins was, um, I guess, trying to light, uh, lighten the tone on Twitter, which, good luck. Um, and he said, hey, you guys had good wrestling this weekend. He mentioned Keith Lee and Swerve and the Acclaimed and stuff. So um, this is a little, a little change, another little change of what Triple H would like to do. Freddie Prince Jr., I thought this was a very interesting story because I'm like, maybe he, maybe he's wrong, maybe he's right, but I, I just thought it was fucking interesting. Freddie Prince Jr. said he spoke to talent and people behind the scenes at WWE. Apparently the singing part of Clash of the Castle with Drew McIntyre and uh, Tyson Fury was not supposed to be shown on TV. It was supposed to be like a thing for the crowd. Now, one, WWE's way too polished let a segment like that go on for so long. But then again, we've seen, we've seen people who have fucked that shit up. So I just thought that was interesting to say because in my opinion, I remember when I watched that, I was like, that's kind of weird to end that way. And the entire time, I'm waiting for Fury just to knock out fucking Drew McIntyre. And I was like, that didn't happen. Hmm. What a weird way to fucking end. So, that's why I thought it was interesting. AW, last bit of rumors we're going to talk about is... Well, I guess not. I guess we kind of already mixed that into other things. I didn't have my notes in order this time. I kind of just went with the flow. Yeah, let's, let's not talk about that. It's going to be rehashing shit. Anyways, uh, rumor. Roman Reigns does not and has not allowed... His tribal chief giving to be turned babyface despite creative wanting it to turn babyface. But apparently Roman Reigns is completely against it, which I can see. Brock Lesnar is set to return and have a setup match with Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel. Bobby Fish. Now, this was what I thought was really weird. Because Bobby Fish like, kept going off about CM Punk. And I was like, damn, this, this dude, like, why is he challenging Punk? Like, Punk is not going to come out and he's not going to say anything. 
But apparently after the match last year, I guess Bobby Fish just didn't like how CM Punk acted at the end of it. So I guess he's had heat with him since. But I was like, damn, this makes perfect sense now. Because I was like, he just looks stupid just going at this guy who's just gone through this thing. And he's like, he's not going to respond. Like, what do you want from this? So that's what's funny and interesting. Walter and Sheamus got a, five, got a five-star match. How about that? WWE goes from having 10 years of no five-stars to two in the same year. Walter and Sheamus, they deserved it. I will say this. If this deserved it, which it did, so did that fucking Swerve in Our Glory claim match as well. SmackDown is where we're wrapping this show up. Or wrapping this part of the show up. I got another part. I got another segment I want to do. Karrion uh, Cross chokes out Drew McIntyre as their feud now will begin. Uh, so Sokoa officially joined the bloodline. Uh, he had his first match against Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew was about to win until Cross attacked him. Six-man tag, you had the Imperium, first time wrestling on the main roster together, defeating Sheamus Butch and his crew. Great tag team match there. And Ronda Rousey earned a shot at Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules. Also, Braun Strowman destroyed Otis. So, that's the notes for this week. And so, here's something I wanted to get to. Well, I was actually getting to this story, and I was going to do it next month. But I said, no, there needs to be a comic of the month. And then um, going to November, so that should be a comic of the month as well. And then I was thinking about December, and I was like, that could be a match of the month, but I didn't really want to wait this long because I, I would definitely forget. But it's been on the back of my mind, but it won't be in the back of my mind for three fucking months. So essentially, I was told to ask, I was asked to tell a story about what happened the night Big Van Vader and um, what's this? Fuck, I need to let me pull up my notes. Give me one second, guys. Um, hold on a second. Anoki, I forgot his fucking name. So essentially, here's what happened. To and to this day, so it's a place called the Sumo Hall in Japan that New Japan used to run. And apparently it was a great venue. I've only seen grainy. I've only seen grainy footage. Um, but I'll take people's words for it. But anyways, Anoki, uh, who at the time was New Japan champion, and he was looking to pass a torch. He was looking for that next big monster, that next big thing, uh, that next big storyline. So Anoki's the world champion, and he's at the sumo hall. Now, mind you, because of what happened this night... New Japan is still banned from this venue. Think about how crazy that is. This was in the 80s. And they're still banned from this fucking venue. Crazy. So essentially, Vader comes in. Big Van Vader. And I think if you guys have ever watched any Japan wrestling, any um, overseas wrestling, mainly Japan, the best way to get a, a, a heel over in Japan is make them big and American and dominant and dominate their favorite person. It's why here's the thing. It's hard to be tired of that here in America when you don't really watch the product as much as you can. People got tired of it in WWE mainly because you see it so much, it becomes that trope that they lean on, but every country leans on it, if we're being honest. So in 1987, Anoki's looking to retire or 
just scale back, you know. And so he hears about Vader. And so he asked Vader to come over and he told Vader, hey, I, w- I want to heat you up. I want to get you over, you know. And he tells him, you know, what he wants to do. And so it, it, it said the main event, Sumo Hall 1987. Essentially, Vader, he had that whole Mastodon thing on. Like, the, the latest... A WWE action figure of him is essentially that Vader version, right? For those you action figure f- fans. And so, essentially, what happened is Vader's going to challenge for the world championship. Now, at this time, Anoki was unstoppable. And I actually equate this to Bruno San Martino. Like, he was just unstoppable. Like, you can you couldn't imagine him losing because he was champ for so long, and he had beaten everybody for so long. Like, it's much different nowadays. Like, so many people have told me they have John Moxley fatigue. I'm like, that's interesting to have John Moxley fatigue. Like, Roman Reigns has defeated everyone on the fucking roster. Moxley has not. Now, and, and Moxley's not, and, and Moxley is probably on TV a little more than Roman Reigns, but it's like, I just, I find it fascinating, the, the people, people's level of, um patience how fast things just move um anyways so essentially uh no one can imagine san martino losing so san martino when he finally lost it was like what the fuck it started to riot same thing with anoki anoki was untouchable he is the man he was beloved he brings in vader brings in this big mastodon and vader is just kind of sitting there and he's a big guy and they start this match off. And I actually want to do something I've never done before. I want to... I'm actually looking at a photo of the riot right now. And I'm going to put it up on Instagram when I put this show up. But hold on a second. I want, I'm looking for something else right now. One second. Because I want to tell this story the right way, the way it deserves to be told. So, Anoki knew Vader could shake things up. And so, Vern Gagne of the AWA had slapped the baby bull moniker on Leon White. Trying to come over as a fan favorite. It wasn't really working. He was obviously a better as a heel because dude's a big, bad MFer. Well, anyways, essentially, he goes to New Japan, they have this match. And as they're having this match, like Vader's like pummeling him, just beating him down, which obviously the fans aren't liking. Like, what, what the fuck's going on here, right? Because no one was ever doing this. And this is like one of the masters of strong style, doing air quotes again. And so Vader's just beating him and beating him up. And so essentially, like, and the term I was looking for earlier is called gaijin. So you, essentially it's foreigner. In Japan. So you get a gaijin over by just being just badass and just destroying someone, right? And so, essentially, the, the goal of this was to destroy Anoki while putting up Vader. So I'm still looking for this, this one part. Because I, I remember this vividly, but I want to specifically mention this one part of the match. I'm looking at the match right now. Give me one second. So, this is taking longer than I expected. Sorry, guys. 
But it's my show. I don't give a fuck. Okay, here we go. So, essentially, it was strange booking the entire time. It was alterations to his match. Anoki just just wanted... He had a, he had his vision. And he didn't want anyone messing with it. So, Vader's being him up. Anoki's making a comeback. And, essentially, Vader ends up just destroying this guy, right? Just doing something we had never seen happen to Anoki before. And so... And it, this was a quick match. It wasn't long. I'm gonna read you guys something. I, I want to read. Just spare me. Vader making his way to the ring was a fearsome sight to behold. Already an imposing man at six two and around three seventy. Add to that that awesome elephant head like shoulder and helmet attire. The crowd seemed genuinely confused and maybe even a little too confident that Inoki would dispose of Vader just like he had done so many before him. With two brutal running to attacks, an impressive gorilla press slam, a couple of solid elbow drops, and a running slam to finish it off. Big Van Vader hand Anoki his first loss in two years. And only his second loss in a decade. That was, I remembered it was a record that was like unscathed, essentially. That's the part I was looking for. That's why it took me so long. Sorry. Think about that. It only, think about it. Only, only his second loss in a fucking decade. And it happened so fast. And like Anoki like hit him with one kick. And he's like, some punches and it's not affecting him. And Vader just comes up, destroys this motherfucker. Pins him, beats him, wins the championship. This place was, was like, holy crap. It, just, it started. It literally started a riot. Like, when you people, see people with signs now, it says, hey, um, if Charlotte Flair wins, we riot, right? That they were, these mother bleepers were not playing around that night. And so this made Vader a made man over there. And it's just one of those things where I think, Vader could have oh, Vader didn't need to go to WCW or WWE, and he was had a great legacy already, you know. Um, but obviously, you miss home over there. Rules are different, and I remember the the Good Brothers telling stories about how, um, like when you're over there, you got to do sponsorships and stuff like that, and you got to hang out with people and do things you probably don't want to do, you know. And uh, I know I'm sure Vader was doing some stuff over there, but I mean, and over here too. But I, I'm. My thing is sometimes you just want the comforts of home. And so that's essentially the story. It, it made Vader who he was. Like while Vern Gagne and AWA was trying to make him a baby face, Anoki said, no, this motherfucker is a, a, a heel. And he made him a heel and he made him a star. Made him a fucking star in one night in less than four minutes. But think about that. It's just like when I said a few weeks ago, when Jonah pinned Okada, that's only Okada's second pinfall loss this year. Like, he doesn't lose very often. And he doesn't lose clean very often. He lost clean to Jonah. And so it's like that, essentially, that's that's how Inoki was. And so they're still banned to this day. I know for a fact, they were, so here's how it went. So they were banned completely for two years. And Sumo Hall had lightened on wrestling so some people have gone back to wrestle there but new japan will never run an event there they said like because because it was it was so out of control think about ecw i know you guys have all seen this footage of ecw when um 
uh, who was it in the fucking ring in the and they were all dan- I think it was Public Enemy, and they were all dancing in the ring. And all the fans are getting in the ring, and then the ring just collapses. You know, um, that's what this was like. So that's the story. You know, it wasn't a long story. I don't, I don't know why Jonathan Esther wanted me to tell it. Um, but the, the, the fun fact of that was that was only his second loss in a fucking decade. And he lost in four minutes. Boy, oh boy, he made, he made Vader that night. Vader was a megastar after that. So, anyways, that is your show for this week. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Um, thank you for listening. I'm the Slow Chemical, and we are out.